The notion that we could live forever is a very old one in the myth world. It was not without intelligence, but by God did we ever take that story and run with it. Run with it until it was grievously free of all the binding ceremonies and elaborate mythologies that grounded it to something more useful. Ran with it until it became grievously toxic. Scalped free of all earthy resonance, we now squat in the departure lounge of its aspiration, never quite achieving its promise, but never quite getting our true ancestral inheritance on the matter. A holding pattern of tacit depression prevails. We're trapped in a vast airport with very bad food, unmentionable music and a queue to the restroom. Maybe there is some part of us that lopes on after death in the form of a rowan tree or a blue crest of stars, but our part of the old debt and its wondrous, unpayable nature was that our very bones and hair and rash opinions would feed the soil, worms, vultures, bears and minerals of our place. We got beautifully devoured. We gave up the landlord's portion and that we didn't run backwards into the arrangement either. That we would now be trying to ascend that arrangement is a heart-breaking and recent and wretched degradation of events. But it's true. We touch so little these days. We let the diggers do it for us. We are becoming a ghost cult. Ghosts because anything of weight tends to be consciously unwitnessed or, if even suspected, resolutely shunned, we decide to unwitness. When we don't have thirty pairs of curious eyes on us, it creates a suspicion we need thirty million, and that something is deeply wrong with us when we don't get it. And so a protracted annihilation of substance and character begins, a kind of long-winded, low-key suicide attempt. Because we privately suspect we are ghosts, we presume we can float through life, trusting only the erratic, far-distant pulse of our feelings, and gaze bemused when our children are ripped, almost crazy with sorrow when we separate. Well, read this book for their sake, if not your own. Life is way too short not to stake your staff in the ground. It may be that we are so phobic of death are dead, don't even know they are dead anymore. May it not be so. With long-tempered musings, Jenkinson also reaches back into European history, the departures to North America, and quite what the people of the boats were running from and to. I should tell you that the man is philosophically ambitious. In this rumination, we glimpse a Europe constipated with tyranny, choked with lack of rolling wilderness, no longer ground for any decent dream. Do us who stayed remember you who left? When the ships sailed from Plymouth, it was not just to the new world they sailed. To us, you were also sailing to the other world. Not just as dreamers or adventurers, but those riven with terror. To us, when you left, you became spirits. How does dying wise function when to us that stayed, you are already dead? So, in some deep and barely mentionable way, this work is a message back from the land of the dead concerning our facility to steward that very journey. 
about the hundred thousand times we betrayed imagination for fantasy, about who we are and where we might still be headed. What follows is a hawk across the waters, carrying news of the other world. Please don't mistake this for yet another book colluding on a generalised, axe-swinging assassination on every conceivable dimension of modern life. It's an easy target. It's clichéd. It's flabby. And Diewise is doing something more sophisticated. It holds a door to a hundred acres of thought long banished from the West. Diewise is not an endorsement to change your name to Eric Buffalo Rainbow or anything of the sort. It's the opposite. Change it back. A true story man, Stephen paints image after image on the cave wall of his parchment. The vastness of the ideas are often brought into the agility of...